I'm Robbie McDonald. And I'm Jordan Lee. We're two writers who've been friends for 15 years. Recently, we both discovered we have the shared experience of figuring out we have ADHD in midlife. Holy Shit, I Have ADHD is a platform for adults discovering their neurodivergence, as well as a way to spread awareness of ADHD. This is a podcast about ADHD, hosted by two people with ADHD. While each episode has a general theme, our meandering trains of thought mean we often cover several other themes in the process. We are not experts, simply two people sharing their experiences of discovering their ADHD in midlife. If you suspect you or someone you know may have ADHD, speaking to a medical professional should be part of your discovery journey. Great. You look nice today. You look rosy. Thank you. <laughs> yes, well, I've got uh, uh, pink. Pink is a color that I like on me. Um, so I'm mm. wearing, wearing a pink shirt. Don't wear a shirt with a collar too often, but uh, mm. you know, part of part of getting up early and and doing this um, uh, body doubling thing in the morning is you know like mm. getting out of bed and and actually feeling like I'm I'm getting up with a purpose, right? And so, well, maybe if I if I put a shirt that I've had to take an iron to on, I'll feel a little bit uh, more like work work. So <laughs> fancy, I like it when you're fancy. How did it go this morning? I haven't been up early enough to enjoy any of those yet. I well, just I noticed have my been. camera's on an extremely Dutch angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, you haven't been up early enough. Because, yeah, I guess it would be 6 o'clock your time. That's a pretty pretty early start. Yeah, I've been up at 6 once or twice, but I haven't been coherent. So Yeah, you're not working by then. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Oh, yeah, no, it's good. Um, you know, it's it's pretty pretty small numbers, usually just like one or two people. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully more people will come on. And again... It really doesn't matter if they do because I'm benefiting from it. Like I'm, I'm just the mornings are flying by now. I'm just getting so much shit done, which is which is good. So yeah, yeah, and which is why I'm really feeling like I kind of need to get on it because I have things that need my attention. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did that thing that you were so astute in pointing out, where I throw myself under the bus by overcommitting my time without thinking about the capacity that I'll have when the things need to be done. Mm -hmm. um, and I wish I could learn better how to manage that. I'm not there yet. It's just like, oh, this sounds really exciting. I'm going to say I'll do it. Oh, but I have to do it all. <laughs> okay fine um and you know it's things like and the, you know related to the work that we do here and like trying to get up these you know these peer groups set up and have an event and have speakers come in and you know getting funding from sfu for that would be incredible because that would mm -hmm. mean that um it would be happening in a way that doesn't exploit anybody everybody would get paid and i really like that so um yeah we'll just kind of see how that goes they seem really warm to the proposal that i sent them so um but yeah that was a oh yeah i have to get that done by this date and then there's another one for the burnaby festival of learning i'm going to apply for nice. i haven't done yet plus i have the writing work that i'm you know i need to finish to get paid um plus you know all these <laughs> various and sundry job interviews like i'm starting to actually as Waldo said the other day, he's like, you're starting to sound cynical. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, we talk for an hour. Everything is good vibes. They ask me for my references and then they ghost me. What's the fucking point? Like, why don't you, like, can't you just send me an email? Like, just like, hey, you know, some better candidate or whatever. Like, that's, that's just courtesy. I don't know. I just find that really frustrating. It's just like, I, I you know, I, I exert all this energy and getting to know this organization and many of these organizations are doing really great work and I want to support it. 
but I, and I also know they're stretched thin. But come on, man. Yeah. Like one line email. Really great meeting you. Thanks. You know. Yeah. We- just it. <laughs> n- nothing. Nothing feels awful. I'd rather just get that. Uh, that kind of yes or no. Like a at least. At least you know how to go on from there. But but. You know, we mm. ADHD people love ambiguity and love unresolved <laughs> things and loose ends. We just we just fucking live for that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing better than me. No. Just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But like, I mean, also, you know, it's I will say that like with at least one organization actually invited me to have a phone call about it, which was really great learning for me. I mean, yeah. and, it, and it was also that I just, you know, the other person just had the better um the better experience you know just the more direct experience working with that particular group of people so of course it made sense and i was glad that that person got it because they deserved it but that was the only person who's communicated with me at that extent and this is somebody who is overworked overtaxed and underpaid and yet she still took that time so i hold that organization in even higher regard now and when i have the means i'll donate to them yeah you know but these folks that are like you know, asking me to do all this work, sending them writing samples, doing all these things, and then not even bothering with the courtesy thank you, then I don't have the best taste in my mouth. They're not going to be the top of like my donation list or like um, spreading positive cheer about simply because they just kind of left that that taste in my mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. like I'm going to go like do anything litigious or anything like that or like <laughs> slander anybody like that's not my vibe anyway but it's just yeah it's something i was i was talking to a job developer before you and i hopped on the call and that's something she said too she said like you know there's a lot of employers are like was that me no that's there's somebody racing by on uh uh 50 second here so oh wow yeah. okay i thought that was actually my microphone <laughs> that's like my <laughs> um Anyway, so there's a lot of employers that are like really hungry for, you know, for candidates and whatnot. So they're actually going out of their way to make people feel as though they've been appreciated in the job process so that they're more likely to apply if they see something else, you know. Um, But, you know, these kind of bootstrappy small nonprofits, um, I guess they just don't have capacity. (laughs) I'm sorry to hear that. That's that's frustrating. I had. uh, Yeah, I, I. I, I haven't I haven't got any interviews for a while, which is frustrating. I keep applying for stuff and and unfortunately not getting selected for candidacy. Um, mm. And you know, like it's I'm trying not to be cynical about that either. Um, mm. But you know, it's like I I am at least getting getting the uh, follow up. Uh, you know, I I applied for this one job that if anything I was overqualified for and couldn't get an interview, and that was frustrating. But mm. then they sent me a follow up, and they're like. Yeah, we had 105 candidates for this job. And I'm like, okay, it makes a little bit more sense now. There's probably a bunch of overqualified people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, 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 again, I'm trying not to, not to be cynical about it because I do feel like, I honestly feel like what's the point of sending out resumes sometimes? Because, yeah. you know, I've, I've sent out mm, not that many, probably, probably 40 or so in the last year. Um, and I've gotten one interview and that's, that's really frustrating. Like it's, it just, mm-hmm. it, that, that all feels like time that I could be again, sinking into my own stuff. And now that that's kind of starting to get a little bit more sustainable, um, you know, I feel, I feel better about that, but yeah. Hmm. I like that for you, Jordan, that you're feeling better about that. And that's something that, um, I've been thinking about too. Like I'm really fortunate that because, you know, I hyper target and like, 
um, because, you know, I'm doing this SFU thing and like there's a certain cachet involved with that. So these organizations that know who they are are getting in touch with me. And I think that's, you know, the, I'm glad that my resume and cover letter are kind of getting me to that point. But I'm also realizing that once I'm in the interview with them, I am up against ageism. And I, my resume doesn't necessarily reflect that because I very specifically took off the year of my graduation when somebody advised mm. me to do so because I wasn't getting any hits. And as soon as I did that, sure, the, you know, the, the hits are coming. But I don't, I just don't know how to communicate to people that like this is a, like an asset, like being mature as an asset and like all the different, you know, tools that I've developed over time and the way that I interact with other people, um, I think are really valuable. It's just hard because I think that kind of baked in, get them young and train them and like they'll stick around for forever kind of thing. Um, it's still, it's still kind of an unconscious bias like and I, I don't even apply for jobs that say like fast-paced energetic go-getter ninja if i even see those words i just move on to the next um but yeah there there is that and um it's just you know the way of the world right and it's not like that like one of the things i'm trying to do right now is like focus my energy on the things that i have some agency over because i can't keep like scratching and clawing at all these injustices that i can't make any impact on um, yeah. and because it just gets me so frustrated that I shut down. And so ageism is a big thing. Um, any number, just like pick anything that going on on any given day and I want to do something about it, but then I'm not doing the things that I need to be doing to get, you know, myself into a sustainable income situation so that I'll have the resources, you know, to hopefully, you know, bust the stupid stigmas around being neurodivergent <laughs> stuff like that. Cause that is my big focus right now. Um, and same with the hearing loss thing too. Um, I get, I get really tired of telling people I'm deaf and it doesn't mean you need to yell. It's not going to land any better. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> so how have you been feeling? Hmm. Feeling? How have you been feeling in the last couple of weeks? Um, I feel like, uh, migraine season is still kind of sticking around. So migraines are here and there. I'm, um, I was at the, the gynecologist today, and so I'm kind of going through this, like, rephrasing of treatments and things. And hormones could cause the migraines, or they could be weather-related. So we're kind of like, what is it? I don't know. Let's try this other magical hormone treatment. Um, and I am encouraged, actually, by some of what she said today, and she's really funny. So it's helpful to have somebody who listens. Um but yeah, my mental health was kind of tanking towards the oh. end of last week. And then I felt it kind of come back up once I started getting more sleep. It's always related to my sleep. Yeah. If I have like three nights of insomnia in a week, I'm, I'm not okay. And I have to like really, really focus on that. So that's meant like no overstimulating content past six or not even stimulating conversations past like seven o'clock at night like i'm like Truly. you know i may as well just start listening to enya now <laughs> and enya's too stimulating <laughs> sail away sail away sail away <laughs> um but yeah um I'm, i am doing that trying to take care of myself that way um i'm back taking cbd in the evening which is helping me to sleep um i'm just you know recognizing that my impulsive brain wants to find a solution all the time so you know, it's not the time for me to quit the antidepressants when I'm feeling as, you know, what did I give them a month? 
God damn yeah. it, they're not working. And then I'm like, <laughs> on to the next thing. Like, I'm just so... Anyway, always looking for solutions instead of just kind of like staying the course. So I'm trying to stay the course. Um, and a, a good friend of the show um, gave me some really good advice on that. I won't call her out publicly. She probably wouldn't like that. But like <laughs> she she did um, help me a lot and, you know, spending some time with me on the phone about how that how that all kind of goes. So nice. overall, yeah, kind of okay. But also fucking pandemic and, you know, people doing stupid shit in their trucks and just, you know, life. But I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay and I'm fed and I have water and a roof over my head and the sun came out today. And I'm grateful that I have health care. There's a lot of things to be grateful for. Yeah. And what about you, Jordan Lane? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm also a mixed bag. Um, things in general are actually going pretty good for me um, in my life-wise, uh, but my body is a fucking wreck right now. Um, mm. So I've I've told you before, I'm sure, about the stuff that was going on with my one shoulder. Yeah. Um, whatever's going on there is happening in both shoulders now, oh. uh, so that's a real treat. Um, I've had like this problem with my hip kind of popping out of its socket. That's related to how I'm sleeping. i got to change how I'm sleeping but then the worst thing is, um, so I have this condition called uh, Myralgia Parasthetica, where basically um, my right thigh um, becomes like super numb or gets like a tingling kind of pins and needles feeling. Um, it's, it's because I've got a pinched nerve kind of in my hip at the base of my spine. Um, so I injured this like, I don't know, seven years ago or something uh, when I was doing CrossFit briefly. Um, briefly and, Sorry. well because because a guy you know like I, I was fucking pretty overweight at that time still probably about 220 or something like that uh you know not not coming from like a fitness oriented background and these guys who were supposed to be like you know they're they're throwing what they consider a beginner program at me and they've all been doing you know hockey since they were 10 or whatever and like <laughs> <laughs> you know people in very good shape so anyway I think uh, it was, I did like a, a, a walking lunges um, set with a uh, dumbbell plate up over my head, um, but they did a ladder. So you start at like one rep in a set, then you go to two reps in a set, blah, 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 up to 10 and then back down. And so I don't know what the math on that is, but it's like over a hundred reps anyway. And again, this was just way too much for me um, in the shape that I was in. And so I ended up really injuring myself and I couldn't feel any sensation in my thigh for about two years after that um and then that finally went away but then yeah it's it's unfortunately come back and i'm pretty sure it's because i've put on some weight uh and so i just mm -hmm. gotta like you know i i just i just gotta like really get on top of that and unfortunately um yeah it, it's just like 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 i've, I've talked about before how how mm -hmm. my kind of like have been eating my feelings a little bit um mm -hmm. historically always and especially since uh since giving up drinking and weed um mm. you know it's like it's like that and hot baths are like my two vices <laughs> <laughs> and staying up too late now these days which is another one we'll talk about but um mm. yeah um so just kind of like oh shit i just totally lost my train of thought there um <laughs> these kind of bodily injuries that yeah yeah, yeah. And right so so yeah so so basically my my body's kind of a wreck right now which is not that much fun mm. um but like i said you know uh Business is still sustainable since Christmas, which is good. Um, I'm getting lots of work done and getting lots of listings built and sold and blah, blah, blah. 
And, you know, there's a few little kind of small points of frustration, but not not anything that's like too big of a deal. But um, yeah, so so generally things are good and I'm grateful for that. But uh, I, I wish that I was um, a, a brain in a jar right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I kind of wonder, I mean, there must be some kind of statistics on this because I don't know anybody whose body feels awesome right now. Like, I think <laughs> like, you know, I've got this like weird pinched thing in my, that I thought was a blood clot, which is just a pinched nerve, which is like, I woke up in the middle of the night howling last night because I accidentally rolled over onto it and it caused me so much pain that just felt I thought the house was on fire. Like, it was just like, <laughs> holy shit. Um, you know, and I'm fine now. I, I'm, I have access yeah. to physio that I can go to once a month. She's helping me a lot. But I do wonder, like, just like the long term impacts of living in this kind of pandemic that has made us all a little bit more sedentary like we're you know we're at our homes more um i've definitely gained weight partly because of the menopause partly because of moving less um and then it's like i want to i want to exercise but i injure myself <laughs> just trying to do yoga <laughs> I, you know i tried to sign up to the yoga with adrian thing you know i'm gonna do 30 days and i got two days in and i was like ow like i don't <laughs> think i should do that i'm not supposed to do downward dog with this like pinched thing yeah you know and my physiotherapist is like just go for walks honey just go for two three walks a day take them longer like go up some hills work yourself that way don't try to like twist yourself into a pretzel on some like yoga thing if you're not ready for it um, but I do wonder how much of that is like an ADHD thing too, or because it's just like, okay, this thing is happening and I don't feel good in my body. I have to fix it. So I'm going to go to like CrossFit or like whatever. <laughs> and it's like, I'm terrified of those places or like manga or whatever those other ones are. I just walk by them and they're like, Kitsilano's lousy with them because it's, you know, beach culture here or whatever. So there's a lot of people, I guess there are a lot of people that are still like working those muscles and whatever, but I guess it's a good idea to just kind of do it with caution, right? Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, yeah, it, it, it just like every diet book or whatever you see mm. says, um, consult your physician before beginning a uh, fitness regimen or new diet. Because uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like it, I don't think I don't think it hurts to go in with as much knowledge as possible. So, um, yeah. but yeah, like you other just than that, yourself. you're muted. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think that's the yeah, first time that's happened with us it in like is. a year. Uh, I, I I had my um uh headphone cord sitting on my keyboard and I think I bumped spacebar with it or something that I guess muted me. So hmm. um but yeah, uh other than that, like I've also I'm dealing with like really bad sleep lately that's hmm. mostly related to like I've just been so I've been wound so tight. Like my anxiety is just through the roof right now. Hmm. And I think um Part of that is just like money stuff where, like I said, I'm making more money, but you know, we're five days from the 31st and I still don't quite have all the money I need to pay my rent. And like, mm. I know that that's going to come in in the next five days, but it's not there right now. And so there's like, it, there's, there's like this, this crawling feeling at the back mm. of my neck and, you know, I just feel kind of tense. And so there's just been like a lot of that kind of stuff lately of just feeling feeling very wound up, um, mm. which on the other hand, I think is part of what's, you know, it's a, it's that classic ADHD post-procrastination shit where mm -hmm. you, when, when you need to bust ass, you can bust ass. <laughs> and like, it's it's been great on that front. But on the other mm -hmm. hand, I haven't been sleeping. And part of that is like you said, because 
I am just, I'm working till like eight o'clock or whatever. And then, you know, it's just like, well, I haven't done anything for me all day, so it's time to do something fun. And then I'll like do something that gets me fucking wound up. And mm-hmm. then I'm up till like one or two or something. And, and it, that's obviously not sustainable. It's crazy. So <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, we were watching um, this uh, show on Apple TV Foundations. It's like it's a sci-fi thing based on a series of uh, Asimov, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really entertaining. But yeah, it, and it's not as violent as a lot of other things too. Nice, um, which is kind of nice. Because for some reason, I thought it would be a really good idea to watch like the Terminator with the women the other day or something. And I don't know why I decided to do that to myself. And then of course I couldn't sleep because it's so ridiculously like just (laughs) like action, action, action. Like just like my brain was just like, what's even happening? So, you know, having nightmares about Arnold Schwarzenegger is not really helping me. So I'm, yeah, I'm trying to do all the right things for myself, but it is, it is tough. Um, And it's tough not to kind of get into that like state of just like, Oh, well, you know, um, I am trying really hard not to become just completely um, checked out of everything happening, right? Um, disassoci- disassociating, and apparently that is sometimes, um, I, I know that happens to me sometimes, like where I just like completely separate, um, and I can often feel it even happening where I'm just like, I have completely removed myself from the situation. It's like I'm not even present in my body anymore because it's just all too much. I used to faint, actually. That used to be my wow. way of doing it. I would just like completely just hit the dust and just be gone. Um, so I'm trying not to get to that point, obviously. Um, but, you know, uh, just trying to kind of take care. Um, and it's interesting that we're talking about that because you meant you reminded me and Twitter reminded me earlier today about... Um, the corporate overlords and their and their <laughs> their hashtag mental health justice stuff. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts, Jordan? Because I know I've got some. Well, I'll tell you what my thoughts are, Robbie, about uh, hashtag Bell Let's Talk, uh, Bell Media's campaign. I guess yeah, we should probably explain it uh, since so mm. sixty or whatever percent of our listeners are from the states. Yeah. So every year in Canada, um, Bell, one of our uh, monopoly telecommunications corporations, <laughs> uh, does Bell Let's Talk Mental Health Day, where um, basically they encourage you to kind of post something related to mental health on uh, your social media and use the hashtag Bell Let's Talk. And for every Bell Let's Talk hashtag post, uh, they will donate, I think, a dollar to uh, mental health causes. 50 cents. 50 cents, okay. Um, and so, yeah, and so it's 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 something that, um, you know, there there's there's a lot of mixed feelings it elicits in people. Um, on the one hand, I think that, uh, as you and I talk about all the time, of course, destigmatization is so important. Mm. Um, normalizing this stuff, kind of getting that stuff out there, um, that, that, that is important to get that kind of um, uh, acceptance and, 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 and remove that kind of like the negative consequences of seeking help for this stuff, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's kind of the, the goal of this is to, is to help people get whatever help they need, access to whatever services that they need. Um, and so, you know, it, you're encouraging basically nobodies um, to kind of put their story out there or issue a statement of support or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is, is, giving, is giving money to mental health causes objectively a good thing? Of course. Um, but they could do this at any time. 
they could they could donate as much money as they wanted to at any time. They could, uh, w- without anyone having to kind of, you know, proffer their stories up, mm-hmm. um, they could, uh, one, one way that, that Bell could uh, change their business practices to directly benefit mental health is by uh, ending their practice of charging for phone calls from prisons. Yeah. Um, obviously, people, people in prison have uh, a lot of mental health problems. It's not a great fucking environment to be in. Um, and, and Bell still charges these people to, uh, talk to their families or their lawyers or whomever. Um, and that's, that's obviously pretty fucked. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, so what, what I kind of, ultimately where I come down with this stuff, um, is I like to draw a parallel to, um, an animal, uh, uh, Cheesehead the dog. Robbie, do you, are you familiar with Cheesehead the dog? Can you tell by my face right now? The listeners can't, but I kind of went, what? Like, no, I have no idea who Cheesehead the dog is, but it's a great name. I actually beg to differ. Once I tell you who Cheesehead the dog is, you will know who Cheesehead the dog is, I think. Um, so uh, basically, January 1973, uh, the National Lampoon magazine issued uh, a magazine with, the, with a cover that had a dog with a gun being held to its head. And the caption on the front of the magazine said, buy this magazine or we shoot the dog. <laughs> uh, and, and so Cheesehead the dog was the, the cover model there. And basically, that's what I feel like Bell's uh, uh, charity efforts are, is just like, yeah, spill your shit, tell, tell our stories, and, and, and we'll, we'll throw some pennies to the causes. You know, it's just, mm. it's, so, it's so cynical. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I find it really, really gross. Um, and mm. especially because like, you know, you and I have very publicly shared our stories, and I think that that's uh, great that we're able to do that. But there, we we're able to do that because we're in positions of enormous privilege as uh, white first world uh, white collar professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, j- j- I, there's our our social networks and safety nets, monetary and otherwise, are such that even if shit really went tits up for us, we would be very unlikely to actually end up out on the street. Um, and and mm. so that's like, or, or like unemployable, like literally. And, and so that's kind of like, um, it, 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 it takes a lot of privilege to be able to share the kind of information about yourself that you and I do mm. um, and, and not have to worry about like, consequences i mean could there be consequences possibly who knows Mm -hmm. but um you know other other people that are already discriminated against um say along uh color or gender or sexuality axes are much more likely to be uh discriminated against for mental health issues as well um that's part of why you know women with adhd and especially women of color with adhd have uh, so much tougher time um not only kind of getting getting diagnosed, but getting accommodations or being kind of taken seriously on the work front, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so so again, I'm I I, I see. I'm, I'm very happy when people that I know use this thing as a springboard to get their story out there. I I totally know how liberating it can be to to frankly. And honestly talk about kind of like what's going on in your life and what's going on with your mental health and like mm-hmm. ask for that help however however that comes. Um, I think that that's an objectively good thing to get more people talking about this stuff. Yeah. But I just I just think that it's it's just such a such, such a cynical way of kind of like putting this whole thing together and especially, you know, where 
they've kind of created a position where anyone who is pushing back against it or pointing out stuff like this is just like, well, hey, come on now. They raised like how much money for mental health? Like, what have you done? And it's like, well, fuck, I like fair enough. I guess what have I done? But, you know, like, again, um, I feel like if I had the resources of the Bell uh, Corporation at my fingertips, um, I feel like I would probably be giving out Bell Let's Talk mental health money like every month mm-hmm. and, and not have to hashtag it. Nobody would have to hashtag anything. You know, it just, I don't know. Um, but but again, I, I, I can say that safely because I don't have the resources of the Bell Corporation at mm-hmm. my fingertips. So. Right. <laughs> oh, that's all so well said, Jordan. Um, and... Yeah, I've definitely seen, certainly in the last few years, there's been a lot more pushback against it, even from some really high profile people. Um, And something that I think a lot of people don't realize is that organizations like Bell and TELUS, like these big monopolies that we have in Canada, they're actually mandated to, to use a certain portion of the profits towards charity. Like they have to donate that money. Um, so when TELUS does, for example, or towards like community efforts. So when TELUS does the TELUS Story Hive grants, they have to spend that money in community. Hmm. And they make people compete for it because they're fuckers. <laughs> okay, sorry, TELUS, if I ever submit like a documentary idea, please give me money. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but like, it's, a, a, and I haven't done enough research on this to like properly give you like, what the corporate structure is behind it and what the CRA does. But there is in Canada, larger corporations have to like do some kind of community activity or community service. And this just happens to be Bell's choice. And whoever started it, I forget the guy's name, but he got like tons of money for this because um, it has generated so much free PR. And before people started to like, figure out kind of how nefarious and exploitive it was, especially for somebody who could out themselves and lose their job as a result. Um, there, the damage had already been done in a lot of cases, right? Um, and so I've actually noticed this year that there isn't as much buzz around it. There aren't as many billboards out. Like they're kind of like doing it in a more subtle way because I think they've started to see like just people's fatigue with it, right? And last year... And Darcy Michael has a great video on Instagram about this, the comedian. He's like, I could have dropped some tea. And he actually like says, full disclosure, they've actually sponsored some of my stand-up stuff. But hey, they're doing some serious fuckery here you might want to know about. And and one of the things here in Canada, they applied for a Canada's workers benefit that, you know, bigger corporations could apply for if they were losing money during the pandemic to the tune of $1.5 million and then laid off hundreds of people. Where did that money go? It did not go to the people that got laid off. It did not go to mental health organizations. It went to their senior management and their executive team. That's fucked. Like in the world that we're living in right now where so many people are suffering. No, like I just like my head kind of exploded, you know, when I, when I learned that earlier, because like you can, you can hide behind this hashtag and say, you're doing good work in the community, but you have to do that work anyway. And so, like, why are you, like, making it into this, like, huge PR campaign? Yeah. Um, and, you know, people suffer with they, if they expose themselves before they're ready and they don't have the right support systems. And also, like, these organizations, like, you're right. Like, they, you know, they do this big fanfare of, like, we've raised all this money this year. And so they're making organizations kind of rely on them for things like operating costs and stuff like that. And then it all gets really, like twisted and sorted and then people are having to like 
apply for funding. Like, they don't just, like, I don't think they just freely give this shit away. Like, Telus does the same thing. They say they raise all this money, and then they make people jump through a thousand hoops to get it. That's not helping. <laughs> like, I just, like, I just find the whole thing, especially now, we're two years into the pandemic. I don't know anyone whose mental health is sparkly and dazzling right now. Everyone is in some kind of distress. We don't have, in North America, we do not have appropriate mental health options available to the broader population it's usually the 150 200 bucks to go to a therapist if you can get in um the a lot of the free or government sponsored stuff is like interns with people with very little experience of how to deal with things like complex trauma um and there just isn't enough funding going to that and it shouldn't be up to this corporation that is actually benefiting and like getting millions of dollars of government <laughs> handouts to be in charge of that or to even be involved in that because it's just so damaging. And yeah, I got a bit of a bee in my bonnet. So I was actually glad you reminded me about it today because I was like, why am I enraged? Like, why do I feel <laughs> angry? And I couldn't figure it out this morning. And I was, well, I was like, why are you so mad? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I look at Twitter. I'm like, there it is. Because <laughs> I knew it was coming. And then you reminded me because I felt it right. like two days ago. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> steam coming out the top of my head. Um, well, for yeah. what it's worth, after talking for a half hour or so now, I'm, I'm feeling much more relaxed. I was much tenser <laughs> when we started this call. So <laughs> it, it actually helps me to vent a little bit about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate everyone who listens. I appreciate you, Jordan, for listening too, because it is, um, you're so right that people can kind of twist it and make it seem like, oh, no, they're really doing good work. But if you even just scratch a little bit of the surface, like it's not... It's not nearly as altruistic as everybody would have you believe, you know? Yeah. Well, like, let's, let's scratch the surface of, of, so this, this thing that you were talking about just now about them having to use whatever X part of the money they make uh, towards community initiatives, that's totally news to me. I had no idea about any of that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's interesting because that in itself is also so cynical because it's like, well, why does this exist? Why not, why not scrap, you guys got to use X towards community initiatives and just fucking tax them more? Mm -hmm. we've, we've already got an infrastructure to, uh, you know, spend money on community initiatives and, and, and things like that. And it's called the fucking government. Like, mm -hmm. why does TELUS need to, why does TELUS and Bell need to be involved at all? Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just silliness, but. <laughs> you really, you really can't trust corporations to do right by folks. Like, it, I'm sorry, <laughs> but they're like, you know, um, Joel Bacon could, you know, from the corporation would say this. They're, they're by nature, they're psychopaths. It's like they are there to make money and serve their board of directors. And that is it. And their shareholders. So, um, yeah. And Jan Wong, who she used to write a column in the Globe Mail. I don't know if you remember. It was called Lunch with Jan Wong. And she was a little bit snarky. And like she would sometimes <laughs> get these kind of like celebrity types and they would have a lunch together. And they, they would yeah. have like a really, the it was beautifully written. She's an incredible writer. Um and she went through a few years ago her own mental health crisis as she was working, I think, for the Globe and Mail still, um, and ended up losing her job because of, of depression. She wrote a book about it. Um, and she was given some kind of like bio package, like a, a pretty significant amount of money because she was a marquee contributor. A lot of people knew who she was. Um, and she was having a mental health crisis. And the organization that has the hashtag about mental health crisis, when she wrote the book, because they made her sign, of course, a non-disclosure agreement. Sure. When she wrote the book and there was something in a particular chapter that they didn't agree with or didn't think she painted them in the best light, they clawed back her severance package. 
And the, this is exactly the kind of shit that they pull, and legally they can get away with it. And she's still angry. Well, of course. So she, she's teaching, um, I think she teaches at Ryerson, I can't remember where she teaches, but I follow her on Twitter, and every once in a while you'll see her rage bubble back up again, and she'll start talking <laughs> about it, and this triggers the shit out of her this day, because she's just like, yeah, thanks a lot. You know, like, you force me into a depression because of your horrible work environment. And then when I write about it, you actually take away the money that was rightfully mine for the right. abuse that you inflicted upon me. How's that? Like, how about fuck you? Like, you know, like, um, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's just kind of breathtaking to me, like, how much they can get away with, you know, and how people in government are still like, Belle, let's talk. And they're all, like, rooting for it and shit. And it's just like, you, what? Why? Well, it's because of the revolving door between Bell and the government. Like, there's so many people that have mm -hmm. served in both uh, capacities, and that's you know that that's how that's how the sausage gets made, unfortunately. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, anyway, I guess all that to say, like, if you are suffering right now, I just hope that there is help that you like the right kind of help for you, like available to you, um, and. Like, don't feel compelled to, like, post something that exposes you if you're not comfortable, you mm -hmm. know? Um, it's, like, that's not... For the 50 cents that they claim to be putting towards mental health initiatives, it's not worth it for your own well-being. This my... I actually thought about it a few years ago before. Before I worked at the United Way, before all this stuff, I was like, oh, man, I wonder if I should post a little bit about this Bell Let's Talk thing. And I was kind of like, hmm. Something in me told me that maybe that wasn't a good idea. And I mean, I generally <laughs> splatter my thoughts all over social media anyway. Blech. But <laughs> I think I decided against it at that point. But, you know, it's... Mm -hmm. And I'm not one for offering advice, so I apologize if that sounded like that. I just I just hope you're okay out there if this is bothering you. If you're, if you're in Canada and you're seeing it, fuck them. Log off and go for a walk. <laughs> I'm really swearing a lot today. Well, that's okay. I've, I've noticed that I've been extra sweary uh, the last couple episodes. So, you know, uh, uh, maybe it's rubbing off on you. We're, we're sort of uh, getting towards homeostasis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I honestly, I think if you're that like kind of upset about swear words, then maybe you might want to read. This is the wrong podcast for this you. This is definitely the wrong <laughs> podcast for you. And if you're a potential employer, I'm still really good at my job and I won't swear in work Zoom meetings, I promise. I will swear in work Zoom meetings. That's the Jordan Lane guarantee, but uh, not if there's clients there. That's also the Jordan Lane guarantee. <laughs> Aha! I like that, actually. Yeah. Um, so speaking of clients, um, I was just mm. thinking about something uh, this week that's just like, again, a kind of, I, I feel like a, a one step forward, two steps back thing. Um, so, of course, one of the big themes in my life this last, whatever, two years has been kind of getting better about... Um, developing and understanding and enforcing boundaries mm -hmm. and i had a case of not doing that bite me in the ass again this week Aww. um so basically um i got i got an order uh on my store and uh you know was putting it together and got an email from the guy and he was like oh i, I moved and i forgot to update my address um can you ship it to like this address or whatever and i was like oh yeah totally no problem except i shouldn't have done that because um, I, I fucking forget everything unless, unless I'm doing this right at that exact moment, I will forget about it. If mm -hmm. I have an hour before between getting that message and, and doing the thing. Um, but I also understand that it's a pain in the ass because basically I would have had to refund this guy, relist the item, and then he would go back on his end, change his address and then rebuy it. 
So it's like kind of a pain in the ass. And I under I'm sympathetic to like, can you just fix this for me? And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I said yes when I shouldn't have because I completely fucking forgot and shipped it to the wrong address. And it was like, you know, a hundred and twenty five dollar leather jacket or something. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, that's just sort of in limbo right now. I hope that it'll get sent back, but um, we'll see. And so that's just like, yeah, Jordan, you didn't uh, you didn't just tell this guy uh, tough beans. Uh, we're going to have to redo this real quick, um, you know, for for both of our safety. Uh, but, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that. And now it's, it's bit me in the ass. So <laughs> mm, hopefully he'll be cool about it though. Cause you know, Oh, it'll, it'll be fine. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, worst case I'm out the money, but it's like, you know, that, that sucks. But again, it's not, it's an expensive lesson, but it's a lesson. So <laughs> right. and when it comes to the memory thing too, like I, yeah, if I don't make a note of something that I said I would do, it's not happening. Yeah. Like, unless I do it right at that moment. Because my memory cannot hang on to that, that task or responsibility for longer than a few minutes. So yeah, that's like, like the sticky notes. Or I feel like our podcast should be sponsored by post-it notes or something sometimes. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, post-it notes, we would love to talk to you about sponsorships. I'm just kidding. We're not, well, <laughs> not really, but anyway. Um, but yeah, like the idea that um, I wrote this sticky note that I was going to send a book recommendations to somebody in my cohort and then it got kind of crumpled up and put under my sod lamp so I forgot to send it to her she's probably forgotten about it because she also has ADHD so she's like what book like you know if I probably <laughs> send it to her, it's gonna be like this thing but yeah like forgetting to just kind of the follow-through thing I'm, I'm pretty sure we've touched on that before but it's a challenge right yeah um Something I learned yesterday, which is not necessarily, it wasn't from an ADHD resource, but uh, Daniel Pink is a guy who talks a lot about, you know, um, how to kind of be your best, most, I don't like the word productive self, but he's somebody who who kind of is in that realm, right? Um, Sure. And I used to read his work more often, but he's got a new book coming out, so I'm still on his email list. But he was saying, and this really kind of bit me in the ass in my SFU cohort, when I was really struggling last week, I sent an email out to people, other people that had been selected to go to stage two of this uh, uh, funding competition. And I was like, SOS, like kind of like uh, mental health, uh, whatever else that I wrote in the email and then didn't hear from anybody. And then I was watching him talking about like, when you ask for help, the ways that you ask for help. Mm. And he was like, what you don't do you send a group email to people because they'll always assume somebody else has answered you. Yeah. And because I felt like absolute garbage after sending that email out and not hearing from anyone. And my thought was, they hate me. I, I, and like, I just like, I went through this like awful kind of brain thing. But when I heard that yesterday, that really helped me too. this idea of like, um, asking for help, like, in a way, I'm still trying to figure out like how to do it. Like he says, like, don't apologize is one thing, be specific, tell them exactly what you need. Um, and don't necessarily do it in a group email, but that was like, yeah, I was, or if you do use BCC. Right. Uh, oh yeah. Right. Shit. Yeah. Cause I did a reply all God, Robbie, what were you even thinking? Um, and actually one person did call and leave a voicemail when I was, out at the audiologist, which pretty much flattened me for two days because going to the, get my hearing stuff done just exhausts me. Mm. So I, I just couldn't do anything after that. So I wasn't even able to answer her phone call. Just sent her a text message, just like, uh, flatlining, sorry, bye, okay. 
<laughs> I don't know the email thing though the communication in general right like I'm just trying I'm just trying to figure out how to learn how to ask for help more how to do it in a way that doesn't make me feel like I'm being um like I'm asking too much like I'm trying to consider the capacity of the other people too I think that's an important piece right mm -hmm. like don't ask people for help that are also not okay but try to support i don't know what do you think well um i'm, I'm not going to say i'm going to push back on that but I, I will say that um you know i have friends that ask me for help that know that i'm also struggling and i know that they need help and i also ask them for help when i need it even though i know that they're struggling with things too yeah. um just because you know it's like everybody's got kind of their their different things going on in different areas and you know what um what one person considers to be like too much quote unquote of an expenditure of energy for another person or like too much of an ask or whatever that's mm. that's not the same for people at all mm. like you know um right now i am not in a position where if somebody asked me to loan them a hundred dollars i can do it and that feels shitty to admit but like that money's tight for me right now mm. but if someone asked me to like you know drive them across town to do something like that is still costing me money in the form of my time and gas and wear and tear on my vehicle. Mm. But I would do that um, just cause you know, that, that I, I, it's not that I can't see that it has the same kind of net effect, but I feel it's, it's like something where there's also, I'm seeing this person, I'm kind of getting out of the house, I feel like I'm actively mm. doing something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so so that, I wouldn't consider that a big deal, um, whereas right now, if somebody needed money, that is a big deal for me, unfortunately, so, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes people want to be asked, like, that's something that, that he was saying, too, like, most people want to help, and if they can't help at that time, then they will help in the future. And I thought that was an important to, point to make is to not be afraid to go back to somebody who's not been able to help you at the time and ask them for something in a different way that you may be needing, right? Because, um, yeah, I definitely, uh, you know, I'm feeling, of course, the financial pinch, but just my emotional capacity lately has been really, really reduced. Mm. Um, and when someone wants to have a brainstorming session, or, you know, talk about community any time after 6 p.m., I can't do it. I'm just not, a bit, I'm just not there. Um, yeah. And it has happened a few times, like within my cohort, where um, people want to have kind of a brainstorm session, like on our 10 or 15 minute break. And I can't, like, I have to get up and be away from the screen for that time. Yeah. Um, go to the washroom, do whatever I need to do. Um, and... But then I feel bad about that. And then I'm always trying to think like, oh, what can I do to like make it up to them? And like, there's got to be a way that I can support them in another way. And then maybe I just don't have to do that. You know, um, I think I need to like kind of pray to the patron saint of Devin Price about this, you know, and just uh, like, because they have just like, I've just become even more badass as the pandemic grinds <laughs> on about like, sorry, I'm not going to do your business podcast. They posted something yesterday on Instagram. I couldn't stop laughing. Because I got an email from somebody who has this like businessy kind of summit event and it's all people, you know, I think she said like business bros or something. They said business bros, something to that effect. And and they <laughs> and this person offered them, first of all, they they misgendered them and then mis like got the name of their book wrong. And then said that 
they were going to like be charging for this event and, and that they would give them like 10% and they would take 90. Like, and it was just like the whole thing was just like, you want me to like prepare a presentation for people that hate the work that I do. And then you don't even want to like compensate what? Like it was just also like, and I just thought that was like, so like kind of telling and, and where we're at a little bit in terms of how people are being approached to give away their time and their expertise during the pandemic. Um, I think there's a lot of that. And I'm being trying to be sensitive to that too, as I want to, you know, have more folks on the podcast, but also understanding right now, anybody with kids is just like, I can't, <laughs> like, it's just like too hard right now in Canada with all the weird things going on uh, with school. Um, mm -hmm. But um, what was I going to say with this? Uh, inviting people to do things. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know, it's hard. Like the, the um, project, you know, that I've talked about just briefly towards the end of, I think, last episode, um, where I'm applying to get this funding from SFU so that we can do this OMG. I have um, ADHD, kind of do a couple of in-person events if possible, do some online events, start some peer peer support um, that is guided by people with actual clinical knowledge and expertise. Um, and, but like wanting to do that, but, you know, applying for this funding so that I'm not asking somebody to volunteer their time, you know, and also make it so that it's at least worth their time and not like the kind of stipend culture of here's 50 bucks for three hours of work. Like I'm, yeah, just kind of thinking about that too, just in terms of, I guess, community capacity, capacity in general, like everyone's capacity mm -hmm. is diminished right now. Oh yeah. Yep. So, you know, if, if I'm going to, um, be brave enough to ask somebody to like, give me some of their expertise. I better be compensating their asses. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, hmm. yeah, that, uh, uh, yeah. Cause, cause people don't want to overcommit to anything. And yeah, I mean, it's what you're talking about. It's not quite the same, um, Sorry, with, with regard to uh, Devin being asked to kind of do all this stuff up front of this thing for a ten percent split, mm. um, it just it just very much reminds me of being a musician and being very kind of like new to that and not being sure what's up and like you know so many people get sucked into like pay to play bullshit mm. and basically that just that just sounds like more pay to play. Um, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's so many different versions of that scam. There's like, you know, those, the, the old back of the magazine classified ad poetry anthologies where it's like, send in your poem and like $10 or whatever. And you could be published in this volume. And everybody was fucking published in that volume, but they were like, you know, so excited to get this fucking selection or whatever. But you know, this book was like dictionary sized on like the thinnest ass newsprint. And so of course, everybody that had their poem published quote unquote bought a copy of the book mm -hmm. so you know as long as you charge more than 10 bucks plus whatever your overhead is that's that you're making a profit right there and it's just yeah it's just like e even even if two people come at 20 bucks a head if this corporation doesn't have to do anything and it's on uh devon to put together this entire program market it do the promotion blah 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 like well, yeah, of course they're just going to say like, oh yeah, no, totally. You should, you should do something for us. They're just going to send out, you know, I, I get those kinds of things on Instagram where it's like, oh, we want you to partner with our watch brand or whatever. And it's like, no, you don't like, 
no, <laughs> like what what are you talking about? Mm. And and whatever that kind of stuff. Um, whenever I see that kind of stuff, it's it's almost always it's the same kind of thing. It, the the quote unquote sponsorship for quote unquote influencers is mm. a discount on merch. Um, so similar to that, that's how discounts for or excuse me sponsorships for musicians work a lot of the time. Um, I have friends who are sponsored by like guitar and drum companies and they don't actually get free stuff they get you know a significant discount like usually 40 to 50 percent sometimes more Mm. and that to a working musician is a lot and and is worth the endorsement because they're that that's equipment that they're actually kind of Mm. cycling through you know what i mean but there's like there's nothing there (laughs) for the for the corporation right like there's not yeah anyway i i I think i got turned around at some point in my head there i think i think i the train crossed the tracks onto a different sentence or a different thought at some point and i'm not sure i quite recovered oh boy uh, well, we are recording a bit later in the day than we usually do so i think both of our brains are a little bit more challenged like well yeah. that was like i was i was yawning like crazy before i got on um and i realized that yeah like i took my meds about six or six thirty, and oh, so yeah. i would be crashing about now yeah. um, it would be about 4 p.m would right be when i was crashing and so i was like well I hopefully hopefully i'll warm up a little bit as we get on and i did so i'm not mad about yeah i know you're yeah. you're amazing i just think that um you know that was like that was me again like um over over uh anticipating uh, my own capacity today and then not remembering yeah. that i was going to be interacting with the healthcare system where nothing is ever on time um and then uh <laughs> taking the 99 bus along broadway where a subway is being built so that's a hot mess um uh although i did say i like i will say i am i you know i've got like the n95 mass i'm very fortunate to have one of those like super duper mass but I, I managed to get on a 99 bus after another one had just gone by. There was like one other person on this huge bus. <laughs> nice. And I was like, I am so safe right now. Like, it just like, felt so luxurious, which is funny. But um, anyway, so all that to say is, you know, I'm sorry that because I know we were going to record earlier today, but then just uh, the whole day got pushed. So I appreciate no, you no being worries. patient. Yeah, speaking of like overcommitments, um, I've, I've, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be an overcommitment, but, um, I've, I've got another, uh, new, um, podcast project in the works. So I'll uh, be talking about at some point, but that'll, that's, it, uh, kind of, kind of a thing with another group of friends that also do a show. So it's not like, a a whole separate show or anything but um but yeah it's just it's gonna be fun little little treat so oh. i'll talk about that when more of that is ironed out and i'm able to okay so you can't you can't share too many details today um not not too much right now but hmm. yeah it, but yes yeah, something in the pipeline it's gonna be a lot of fun so oh i'm super stoked for you jordan that's awesome mm-hmm. i can i can tell you after we hang up but okay yes <laughs> or stop recording i mean yes um so I guess, uh, yeah, we're heading up like 10-2 here. Mm-hmm. There was one more thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap, um, but I guess before I get to that, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Mm, I don't think so. Just, um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, doing these events on the OMG, I have ADHD because we have to kind of keep it clean if we're interacting with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with academia and community in, in BC. And um, so when things kind of, when I find out sort of how that's going to go in terms of funding and stuff, then... I will definitely post more about it, but it would be great if folks wanted to get involved, if they wanted to come, uh, we'll definitely be, you know, it'd probably be late April, early May that these things would start to happen. Um, we've got a couple, 
couple different folks who've agreed in principle to come and talk, and one of them's already been on the show, so that's exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm, I need to follow up with uh, Vimala Sara about uh, Gabor Mate. She said right. to follow up with her this week, so hopefully that'll be happening awesome. soon. Um, yeah, I think those were all the things I wanted to mention today. Wicked. Um, so the last thing that I had uh, was going back to something you said very, very early on in this episode about getting, uh, getting wound up um, mm. and, and not being able to even listen to interesting conversations. So as I said, that's been something that I have really been struggling with. Mm. And where I'm going with this is I, I am in the market for a new hobby. I need wow. something to keep my hands busy, uh, but which isn't that stimulating. Um, you know, mm. I, I, I need something to kind of like, uh, ideally it would be like some sort of manual task that I could just kind of like do some sort of like repetitive stuff with my hands, kind of zone out a little bit, maybe listen to a podcast or whatever. But yeah, I just like these days I wrap up work and then I try to wind down, well, quote unquote, wind down. Mm. But you know, I'm like, I'm doing stuff that's just, I'm just jacked way too high. So I'm just kind of curious what some things that you do to wind down are. And then I'm also curious to put it out there to uh, the audience. If you want to send us an email or a voicemail, what, what kind of stuff do you do to keep your hands busy and, and kind mm. of like, you know, wind down without screens uh, before you end your day? Mm. Um, well, one of the things that I've been doing lately um, is what have we been doing lately, actually? Uh, is listening to a show uh, called On Being, which I talk about often on sure. the podcast. Um, and there was actually a really great one about psychedelics. It was amazing um, this week because I'm, you know, as you know, I'm super curious about that. Um, mm -hmm. But there was something about the tone of the voice of the um, host and that Krista Tippett that just like it kind of puts me at ease a little bit. Um, and then I also listened to um, the Rick Hansen podcast. Uh, they had a great one this week about um, about scarcity and abundance um, and taking it away from that whole like, you know, secret, um, you know, uh, some of the really kind of damaging ideas that people have around that. So it was really wholesome. So sometimes that's been helpful for me instead of looking at a screen. Um, and I do have a nice little stack of books. Um, I have um, a mind spread out on the ground. Yeah. So reading... Um, and going for a walk in the early evening, mm. which isn't something I was doing before, but I find uh, going for a walk without purpose, like just a little bit of a meander around the neighborhood, um, does kind of calm me down. And, um, you know, a little bit of the, the skullcap tea, ashwagandha. My sister, I got my sister on it now, and she's like raving about it. It really helps her. <laughs> um, and that helps to kind of, and vitamin C, you know, orange and stuff to kind of clear out the stimulants from my system so I can sleep. Um, and just, yeah, staring at the plants, playing with the plants. I talk to my plants, you know, Molly, the Montserrat, she's a little bit of a hussy. <laughs> she's been a little bit of a drama queen lately, but yeah. Yeah. So those. You got your uh, Monstera sweater on today. Too. I do. Yes. And yeah, I am, I am totally a plant person now. I went from like killing off his plants to like having more plants than I've ever had in my life. And I nice. love it. And they're very, very good for my mental health. And Susan Sontag, the therapy squirrel. <laughs> forget about her she was up to some shenanigans um but yeah in the evening those are the things i'm doing turning the lights down so there's only like a couple low light and burning candles candles nice there you go candles just staring at a candle is very relaxing for me so yeah i would love to hear what some of um 
some of the listeners have to say about this because I'm sure there's lots of folks out there because I don't have a real tactile thing. Uh, sometimes I just bite my nails because that's <laughs> that's a good uh, that's a good stress release for me. But I would love to hear some ideas about hobbies. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm thinking like you know, like I don't know. I I, I kind of. I, I was thinking initially about like, you know, do I learn to like knit or needlepoint or like mm. embroider or something like that. But because I'm I'm handling and thinking about clothes so much of my day already, I kind of want to like stay away from textile related stuff. But then unfortunately, it's like mm. I'm limited to like, I don't know, I could whittle or something. What about <laughs> those, like... those soaps? shaving things that you watch oh my god that's such a good idea i should just make soap shaving videos yeah why don't you try that you're a genius robbie thank you yeah <laughs> that's so smart wow two you, you solved two problems at once because i've got a <laughs> hobby now and and obviously i'll be able to pil- pay my bills off of uh soap videos in no time right oh yeah of course yeah <laughs> just get, get get yourself a ring light and you'll be an influencer tomorrow <laughs> well, do I ever have news for you? I've already got a ring light. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm my little light that I had. It's not a ring light. It's just one of these little LEDs um, so that my face wouldn't look so orange, but the battery just died. So mm-hmm. sorry about that. Anyway. No, I'm, I'm not using mine today. So that's part of why I am so rosy as you said up top. So <laughs> actually, now that I'm looking, now that the sun is set, I've got real uh, uh, bisexual lighting right now. The, the, the pink on one side and the blue on the other. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to like yeah. plug in my little thing here. Okay. Well, this has been a great chat as always, John yeah. Lane. And thank you for kind of getting me off my little pissy um, bell thing. Um, yeah, I can't plug that in right now. I just <laughs> totally started moving on to the next task before finishing our conversation properly. Anyway. That's okay. Mm. Um, so I guess one more thing, one one last thing I'll, I, I will all say. And you know what? I feel like... I'm, I, this, this is maybe a little bit gross. We can cut this if you want to. You tell me how you feel about it. Mm. But we've done... Oh, shit. There's actually two things I want to talk about. We'll talk about the other thing after this. Mm. So one thing that we have done not done in like 40 episodes is even plug ourselves a little bit. Mm. <laughs> not, 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 not the podcast, but like all the other stuff that we do. So I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you for listening to the past 60 minutes. And uh, I've got I've got 30% off of almost everything on my eBay store right now. So I'll put a link in the description. And if you're in the market for some vintage clothing, you know, come check it out. <laughs> Amazing. What can I plug about myself? Oh, um, that I have been learning and getting very, very well versed in accessibility content. So I'm, nice. I'm working on some... Um, accessibility resources uh, right now for an, um, an employment agency here. So if it's something you're curious about, um, I would be happy to to talk to you. Um, yeah, I don't have a 30% off thing because I don't even have my prices set yet. Although I do have an <laughs> hourly rate. Um, yes. Nice. That doesn't feel too gross. No, good. I'm, I'm glad. I, I didn't think it would, but, you know, because, you know, we're, we're, we've given away 40 hours or something of free content so far. I think I can throw in an ad for my business at the very tail end of one episode. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to bring up that I meant to bring up up top and then totally forgot, because guess what? I didn't write it down, mm. is that we forgot last episode to mention that it is our one year anniversary. We, we've been doing the thing for a whole a whole year. Because we started, I think, January 8th, the first episode came out. Oh, my goodness. I thought we had done that, but we didn't. We talked about New Year's resolutions. 
Yep. And we talked about the new year as in 2022, but we did not congratulate ourselves on our anniversary, our one year anniversary. Holy smokes, Jordan. We definitely have to yeah. have like the, oh, there goes my nerve. I can't do that now. Oh, no. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. R- R- Robbie tried to high five the camera and uh, and and has just given herself tennis elbow in the process. Good time, Charlie, as my partner would say. But anyway, yay us! That's that's actually I think that's pretty amazing that uh, me too. Two folks with ADHD have committed to something for a year. We've been pretty consistent in our recording, and um, yeah, we haven't been sued. So I think this is really good. I think that's awesome. Um, and I'm so glad that we're doing this. It's something that um, I never would have imagined myself. I've always been kind of interested in podcasts, at least for the last few years, but I never thought of myself as somebody being capable of doing it. So it was your initiative that um, started that. So thank you. Well, thank you. Your your voice is a wonderful one to bounce off of every every episode. So. Thank you to our patrons. We don't have their names in front of us at the moment, but you know who you are. And we're really grateful for you. And we promise to be doing more things soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks as ever. And uh, yeah, um, you can, of course, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash holy shit. I have ADHD. And you can also get a hold of us. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail on our anchor page, mm-hmm. anchor.fm slash holy shit. I have ADHD or drop us an email. Holy shit. I have ADHD at gmail.com. Um, we've also got our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff in the show notes. Uh, and as I mentioned up top, I've been doing the um, uh, uh, body doubling streams on Twitch, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday to Friday. So if you feel like uh, sitting in and um, running Pomodoros with me, you're welcome to join. Awesome. Oh, and that's Twitch, twitch.tv slash the fresh eye. That link will be in the notes as well. Excellent. Okay. Catch you all soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed Holy Shit, I Have ADHD, subscribing to and reviewing it on your podcast platform of choice helps more neurodivergent folks find us, as does following and promoting the show on social media. A full list of platforms is on our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash holy shit, I have ADHD. While you're there, why not leave us a voicemail? You can also share your thoughts on this episode or your own ADHD experiences with us at you guessed it, holy shit, I have ADHD at gmail.com or via our social media pages in the episode notes. Bye for now and hyper focus on the positive. <laughs>